The prayer altar is proud to celebrate 11 years interceding for the nations of the world. Join us the first of every month for Holy Communion live on the prayer altar. Brought to you by InPartJesus.com The series on the book of Revelation continues live on the prayer altar all year long. If you ever miss an episode, listen on demand on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and much more. Stay connected at InPartJesus.com. The Revelation series will bless your life and change your life. Stay connected at InPartJesus.com. The prayer altar is all new. It's the first of the month. That means it's time for Holy Communion live on the prayer altar with yours truly, Prophet Jonathan Dorn. Brought to you by InPartJesus.com. Get ready to receive the word of the Lord. Well, hello and welcome to the prayer altar. We are live tonight. Amen. I'm Prophet Jonathan Dorn, and I'm so thankful for each and every one of you, those that are listening now live and also those that are listening to this recording. Welcome to this very special edition of the prayer altar. It is the beginning of the month. It is the 8th of November. And we're here live tonight, amen, at 8 Eastern, amen. I am so thankful for each and every one of you being a part of the prayer altar. Those of you that tune in on a weekly, bi-weekly basis, we're here usually every week praying and interceding for the saints of God around the world, amen. We recently had a conference during the end of October and it was a powerful and exciting time in the presence of the Lord. And so since that time, we have not been live. I haven't been live on Facebook and I have not uh, been here uh, since that time. But I'm excited, amen, to be back on the prayer altar. I'm excited to be here tonight for a time, amen, of intercession in the presence of the Lord. Amen. The Bible says heaven and earth shall pass away, but the word of God shall stand forever. I don't know what you have need of tonight, but I want you to know that the word of the Lord 
is able to overcome and destroy every attack against your life. Amen. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God. Everything starts with a word. Nothing happens until the word is spoken. So I'm here tonight to decree and declare over your life the word of God. Amen. And I believe that as you hear the word of God tonight, as you hear this time of intercession, as you're touching and agreeing with me and with the people of God that are listening from all over the world, amen, there's going to be a tangible anointing released in your life. You're going to sense and know that the power of God has touched your mind, your body, your soul, your spirit. You're going to see the manifestation of God. We are in the month of manifestation. And I want to talk to you about that tonight as the Spirit of the Lord leads, because some of you don't understand just how close you are to a miracle. Some of you don't understand the reason why the warfare has been greater and the attack has been greater. And many of you have had to press through greater opposition than you've ever had to press through before. It's because there is a miracle. There is a breakthrough on the way for you. Amen. So don't give up. I'm here to tell you tonight, don't give up. You can't give up. You've come too far. God has done so much in your life. And I'm here to decree and declare to you that he's not done yet. He's not finished yet. God is not through with you yet. I know it may feel and seem like things are not changing. It may feel and seem like things will never change. But I'm here to prophesy the word of the Lord that there's a change coming in your life. There's a deliverance coming in your life. There's a breakthrough that is coming in your life. You're not listening to this by accident. You didn't click on on this by coincidence. If you're listening tonight, I'm telling you, God does not have you listening to this. You did not click on this. You are not listening to me by coincidence. God has you here on purpose and for a purpose. And I want us to pray tonight. We're going to spend most of our time in prayer because it is prayer that is going to break the strongholds of the enemy off your life. It is prayer that is going to destroy the yokes. It is the anointing that is going to destroy the yokes in your life. Amen. I posted on Facebook before I got on here tonight and I said, if anyone needs prayer, I want you to put your prayer request here. I put that up on Facebook uh, almost an hour ago and we've received multiple prayer requests from people who are commenting and saying, Prophet Dorn, pray for me about this or that or whatever it might be. You still have time to put your prayer request in the comment section. You, you still have time. You still have time. We're live tonight. We're live. We're on the air right now. Amen. And I'm broadcasting to you live tonight from the state of Florida in Eastern Standard Time around the world. We're live right now. But if you comment your prayer requests before we're done, I'm going to make sure that if the Lord allows me to, if the Lord leads me to, I'm going to pray over your prayer request. Now, some of you, I'm going to pray more specifically. Some of you, I may not say your name, but I may just generally pray for what you have asked for prayer about. 
I believe you're going to be able to know some kind of way when I get to your prayer request. Amen. I believe you're going to know that I'm praying for you. Some of you, I may call your name. Some of you, I may not call your name, but I want you to know that God knows your name. He knows your name. Somebody lift up your hands and say, he knows my name. Amen. God knows your name. He knows what you have need of. He knows what your request is. He knows what you're going through tonight. I want you to know some of you may not even be able to put your prayer requests into words. I hear this and I sense this by the Holy Spirit. Some of you are going through some things that other people just would not be able to fully understand. You could explain it to me all day long. You could write it in a book, but still I would not fully understand what it's like to go through some of the things that you all are going through. But I want you to know that I don't have to be the one to fully understand because God understands. He knows what you're feeling. He knows what you're going through. He knows what you are facing. He knows exactly what you're be- you've been dealing with. Some of you for the last few days, some of you for the last few weeks, some of you for the last few months. God knows the trial that you are facing right now in your life. God knows you. Can I tell you? He knows you and he hears you. I, I-, I feel led to say this to somebody and I don't know why God is pressing this on me so, but somebody needs to hear this tonight. God knows you. God knows what you are facing. I just heard the Lord say, I know your mountain. I know your mountain. I've seen that mountain before. And I hear the Lord say, I've moved that mountain before. Some of you feel like, Lord, I don't know if you can do this. I don't know if this is going to happen for me. I don't really know if God can really change this or fix this. God says, I know that mountain. I've seen that mountain before. Amen. But I'm reminded of the song that says, who are you great mountain? Who are you great mountain? You may not want to move, but you've got to move. And I'm telling you tonight, there are some mountains that you are facing. There's some things that you're going through right now that I hear the spirit of the Lord telling me to tell you, amen, that he knows what you're facing. I hear the Lord telling me to tell you that he knows your mountain. I hear the Lord telling me to tell you that he has, he has seen this trouble before. This is not new to God. This is not new to God. I hear the Lord say it's new to you, but it's not new to me. It's not new to me, say the Lord. I can handle it. The Lord says, I can handle this. I can handle this. And not only can I handle this, I hear the Lord saying you can handle this. Because I'm with you, I'm not going to put more on you than you can bear. I'm not going to put more on you than you can bear. I hear the Lord say, I'm about to take the burden from you. The Lord is saying he's about to take the burden from some of you. Some of you, as we pray tonight and as we intercede tonight, you're going to sense the power of God. The anointing of the Lord is going to come upon you tonight so mightily that he's going to literally take the the burden that you've been carrying on your shoulders. Oh my goodness, I feel the power of God tonight. I feel this so strongly in my spirit. I hear the Lord say he's going to literally take the burden that you've been carrying on your shoulders. I hear the Lord say the prayer request. Some of you have told God about it, but you haven't put it on the altar. I hear that. I hear that. I hear that. Some of you have told God, you told him, you've you've explained it to him, but you didn't put it on the altar. Some of you have yet to fully explain what you're facing to God. 
Now you got to understand that this is a very, very key component to prayer. This is a key ingredient to prayer. This is an important part of prayer. And so we're getting ready to pray. But before we pray, I've got to give you this because the Bible says the disciples came to Jesus and they said, Lord, teach us how to pray. In other words, we've been praying, but we haven't been getting the results that we need to get in prayer. Some of you, you've been praying, but you haven't been getting the results that you need to get in prayer. So we have to ask the Lord tonight and I'm asking him, Lord, teach us how to pray. Somebody lift up your hands and say, Lord, teach me, teach me how to pray. The Bible says we don't even know. The Bible says we don't even know what to pray for as we ought to, but the spirit of the Lord makes intercession within us with groanings that cannot be uttered. Oh my goodness. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. The Bible says that the Bible says that we don't even know what to pray for. If we had to put it into words, our human brain does not have the capacity to explain to God what we need. Our human brains are not in touch or in tune with the needs of our spirit. So the Bible says that you don't know what to pray for, but the spirit himself maketh intercession for us. In other words, when your brain shuts down, then the Holy Spirit can start working. When you stop trying to figure it out, God can begin to show you the answer. When you stop trying to put it together, God says, I will show you that I can put it together. When you stop trying to do it, I hear the Lord say, that's when I'm going to do it for you. I hear the Lord say, I'm going to do it for you. When you stop trying to do it yourself, when you stop trying to figure it out yourself, when you stop trying to make it happen yourself, when you stop trying to will it yourself, he said, it's not about, it's not according to your will. It's according to my will. It's not according to your works or your power, but it's according to my power, saith the Lord. The Bible says, hallelujah, father, not my will, but thy will be done. When we say, Lord, your will be done, we, we give him permission to send the power, to send the full weight and the power of the kingdom of the glory of God. Amen. We want him to establish his glory and his kingdom in our life. I don't know about you, but I need the glory of God. Somebody say, I need the glory of God. I need the glory of God to show up in my life. I can't do it on my own. I, I don't have the answers on my own. I, I can't make it on my own. I, I can't do this on my own. I need God. I don't know who, who's listening. I don't know if you agree with me. I don't know if you see it like that. But, but as we get ready to pray, I want you to understand that's how I see it. As I get ready to pray for you, as I get ready to intercede for you, many of you have prayer requests. Many of you have things that you are believing God to do. I want you to know as we go into this prayer, amen, it's not according to my works. It's not according to my power. It's not according to who I am. It's not because of the title on my name. But tonight, because we pray in Jesus' name, because we humble ourselves to the Father and to the Lord and to the name of Jesus Christ, because we believe on Jesus, the Bible says where, where two or three are gathered together in my name, I will send my spirit. I will send my anointing. And and he said, if you be touching anything, 
I will give it unto you. The Bible says, ask and it shall be given. Somebody lift up your hand. Something's getting ready to happen. The Bible says, seek and you shall find. The word of God says, knock at the door and it shall be open unto you. I wish somebody would open up their mouth right now and begin to praise God because we've got to knock at the door. Amen. Some of you need a right now miracle from God. Some of you need a 911 emergency turnaround in your life. Some of you need a 911 emergency breakthrough in your life. If you would just call on the name of the Lord. The Bible says they that call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I wish somebody would begin to call the name of Jesus. I know they don't do that anymore. Preachers don't do that anymore. Prophets don't do that anymore. The church has gotten too sophisticated. We're too intelligent. We have too many degrees. We've got too many titles on our name to take a time to just really just call on Jesus. Oh my goodness, I dare you tonight. I said, I dare you tonight to take a moment right now to begin to call on the name of Jesus. For the Bible said that they that call upon the name of the Lord, they shall be saved. Some of you need to be saved. Some of you need to be delivered. Some of you need to be healed. Some of you need to be made whole. If you would just call on the name of Jesus, you will begin to see. See the power of God working in your life. Come on, come on, call him, call him right now, right now. Come on, open up your mouth and call Jesus. Come on, call the name of Jesus. Jesus, 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 Jesus. They that call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit saith the spirit of the living God. For the Bible said, they that call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Come on and call his name tonight. Come on and call on his name. Some of you need to walk around your house and begin to call on his name. Somebody, you need to begin to lay your hands on that sickness and begin to call on his name. Some of you need to go and lay hands on your wallet, lay hands on those credit cards and begin to call on his name because he's canceling debt tonight. If you believe on Jesus, you will see the glory of God. If you believe on Jesus, you will see the glory of God in your life. We're about to pray, but somebody, you need to call him. I said, somebody, you need to call him. Somebody, you need to call him. Somebody, you need to call him. If you call on him, he'll answer. Oh, my goodness. I said, if you call him, he'll answer. If you call him, he'll answer.
Come on, begin to call him Jesus, 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 Jesus. I can't put it into words, but when I call on the name of the Lord, I know that he'll answer me. Oh, my goodness. Somebody call that name. 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 The name above every name. The name above every name. The name above every name. Jesus is his name. His name is greater than your situation. His name is greater than your diagnosis. His name is greater than your sickness. Jesus. I wish the church would call on Jesus. If we call on Jesus, we'll find that his name is greater than cancer. If we call on Jesus, we'll find that his name is greater than fibromyalgia. If we call on Jesus, we'll find that his name is greater than lupus. If we call on Jesus, we'll find out that his name is greater than arthritis. If we call on Jesus, we'll find that his name is greater than your pain. If you call on Jesus, you'll find that his name is greater than bipolar. It's greater than schizophrenia. It's greater than Alzheimer's. It's greater than dementia. It's greater than migraine headaches. It's greater than sickle cell anemia. It's greater than any sickness. It's greater than any deficiency. It's greater than any disorder. It's greater than any infirmity. Infirmity. It's greater than any disease. It's greater than any affliction. It's greater than any stronghold. Somebody call on the name of Jesus. Oh my goodness. I hear somebody calling him. Jesus. I hear somebody calling him. Somebody open up your mouth and call on Jesus. We need Jesus. Some of you don't need a doctor. You need Jesus. You don't need another lawyer. You just need Jesus. You don't need anybody else right now. All you need is the one that died and the one that arose and the one who lives forever and ever to make intercession for the church tonight called Jesus for the people of God tonight called Jesus for the saints of God tonight you better open up your mouth and begin to call on Jesus oh my goodness Hallelujah. Somebody, you're going to get your breakthrough right there. Somebody, you're going to get your deliverance right there. Somebody, your prayer is going to be answered right there. If you just call on Jesus. If you just call on Jesus. If you just call on Jesus. You will see that he answers prayer. Oh my goodness. Somebody's calling him tonight.
and he's coming. I hear the Lord say he's coming, he's coming, he's coming, he's coming quickly. He's rushing into your problem. He's rushing into your situation. He's coming in right now as you call on him tonight. Somebody call Jesus. 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 Let the saints cry Jesus tonight. Let the apostles cry Jesus tonight. Let the prophets cry Jesus tonight. Let the evangelists cry Jesus tonight. Let the pastors cry Jesus tonight. Let every minister cry Jesus. Let every preacher cry Jesus. Let every psalmist cry Jesus. Let every deacon cry Jesus. Let every son cry Jesus. Let every daughter cry Jesus. Let the mothers cry Jesus. Let the fathers cry Jesus. Oh, where is the church? Open up your mouth. Open up your mouth. Open up your mouth and call on Jesus. America needs Jesus tonight. Our nation needs Jesus. The United States of America needs Jesus. The United States of America needs Jesus. We call on him tonight. We call on him for mercy. We call on him for mercy. Mercy on us, O oh God. Mercy on your people, O oh God. We cry for mercy, Lord. We cry out for the United States tonight. We cry out for Florida. Have mercy on Florida. We cry out tonight, Jesus, for New York City. We cry out for New York State. We cry out for New Jersey. We cry out for Maine, Maryland, Massachusetts. We cry out for Delaware. We cry out for Pennsylvania. We cry out for North Dakota. We cry out for South Dakota. We cry out for Mississippi. We cry out for Alabama. We cry out for California. We cry out, oh God, we need you to have mercy tonight. Hey, have mercy. Oh, have mercy. Hey, have mercy. Have mercy on North Carolina. Have mercy on South Carolina. Have mercy on Hawaii. Have mercy on the islands. Have mercy on Jamaica. Have mercy on Puerto Rico. Oh, God. God have mercy. We cry out for mercy.
I wish somebody would begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. New Mexico, we cry for mercy. California, Texas, mercy over Texas. We cry out for mercy. Hey, Shara. Hey, Cariando Bosa. Louisiana tonight. Mercy. Hey, Shat. Icosa. Etiera. Isodioa. Riquetia. Icoriando Dioha. Georgia, have mercy. Sariando Rosia. Cariando Rosia. Cariando Rosia. Cariando Rosia. Cariando Rosia. Icariando Rosia. Icando Rosia. Irodobosia. Las Vegas, do it for Nevada. Have mercy. Cover your people, oh God. In Colorado, cover your people, oh God. In Kentucky, cover your people, oh God. Tennessee tonight, cover your people tonight. He come to the whole city under the Bahasa. He come to the old Satania, the devil city, and the Namasi. He don't know the Mosi, he ended up the Mosi. You see the enemy. You see the plan of the enemy. We pray that you cancel. Cancel the plan of the enemy. Have mercy on our nation. Have mercy on the United States. Lord, you see the plans of the enemy. Lord, cancel the plan of Satan. Lord, cancel the plan of the enemy. Lord God, turn over the tables. Lord God, have mercy tonight, Jesus. Lord God, do it tonight. Have mercy. Have mercy on Wisconsin. Missouri, have mercy. Illinois, have mercy. Ohio, have mercy, Candio, Sekianda de Bea, have mercy, Ikanda de Bahasa, Ikandiosa, Handio Sokoa, Ikandiose, Lord God, Virginia, West Virginia, have mercy, Kaye Siko, Isondiaha, Ikoriese, Ikoriesa, Ikoriese, Erandio, Ikorananamase, Kadianamase. Oregon, have mercy. New Hampshire, have mercy. Maryland, have mercy. Connecticut, have mercy. Vermont, have mercy. We dispatch the warring angels. By the blood of Jesus, we dispatch the warring angels. Ira la 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 la
Denver have mercy and Somebody begin to praise him. Praise him. Come on, call out your city. And say the blood. Come on, begin to call your city name. And begin to shout the blood. Come on, call out your city name. And begin to shout the blood. Begin to shout the blood. The blood be applied, the blood be applied to your forehead, the blood be applied to your household, the blood be applied over your house, the blood be applied over your church, the blood of Jesus over your life, the blood of Jesus over your children, the blood of Jesus over your ministry, the blood. Come on, begin to shout the blood. Come on, begin to shout the blood. Come on, begin to shout the blood. We pray for Orlando tonight. We call out Orlando. Lord, the blood. The blood still works. You said when I see the blood, that I will pass over you. Lord, the blood still works. We apply the blood. The Bible says... Not of works of, of anyone, not of works that we could boast. The word of God says, not by the power, not by might, but by my spirit. The word of God says, not by righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us. Lord, save us according to your mercy. Save us from disasters according to your mercy. Save us from attacks according to your mercy. Save us by the washing of regeneration, by renewing of the Holy Ghost. Save us. Somebody shout, save us. Save our homes. Save our families. Save our purpose, God. Some of you don't understand that on the night of Passover, the blood was applied to the doorpost. 
and it was not according to the righteousness of man. Somebody missed that right there. I said the blood was applied to the doorpost and it was not according to the righteousness of man but it was according to the righteousness of God. It was by faith. Uh, For the Bible says that by faith, Abraham believed God being not yet circumcised. In other words, before the covenant ever began, Abraham already had a covenant because he believed God. I pray tonight in the name of Jesus that God would cut a covenant with you because you believe him. Uh, Somebody say, I believe you, Lord. For it was accounted unto righteousness that Abraham believed God. Oh my goodness. It was not of works, lest any man should boast. But it was according to the mercy of God. Tonight we pray. Come on, lift up your hands. Some of you are standing in the gap for your family. Not by work, by works, not by righteousness, not by power, but by the spirit. You stand tonight. Some of you are standing for your children. Some of your children are not even saved. Some of your children are out in the streets. Some of your children are not even saved. But because you stand for your children tonight, I hear the Lord say the enemy cannot touch your children. Because you stand on behalf, because you stand in the gap, not by works, but according to faith, but according to the righteousness of God, he's saving He's saving your children. Oh my goodness. Somebody's going to shout over that. Somebody's going to rejoice over that. Somebody's not going to receive it. But there's somebody that's receiving that. God is saving your children. Oh my goodness. I said God is saving your children, mama. God is saving your children, dad. God is saving your son. He's saving your daughter. You don't, you don't even know what God is doing right now. But according to your faith, I decree and declare to you that your children shall be saved. Oh my goodness. That goes for your grandchildren. Yes, grandmother. Yes, Nana tonight. Yes, grandpa tonight. God is saving your grandson. God is saving your granddaughters. They shall know the Lord because you stand in the gap for them. We call them forth tonight in the name of Jesus. We snatch their soul from the hand of Satan in the name of Jesus. And your grandchildren shall know the Lord. If you believe that, somebody give God praise right now. The greatest blessing 
you could ever receive is the gift of salvation. And the second greatest blessing is the gift of generational blessings. I'm going to say that again. I said the greatest blessing that you could ever receive is the gift of salvation. And the second greatest blessing is the gift of generational blessings. I decree and declare generational blessings over your life that your children, even the children that are not even born yet, I claim my children for the kingdom of God. Your children shall be saved. Oh my goodness. Your children shall be saved. For the Bible says that the cursing, when a curse is released, it can only travel for four generations. Oh, glory to God. I said when a curse is released, it can only travel for four generations. But the Bible says that the blessings of the Lord travel down throughout the generations, even until a thousand generations. I decree and declare that you shall be blessed unto a thousand generations. Your sons and your daughters, your grandsons and granddaughters, they shall be saved. It is one of the greatest blessings on earth. I said it is one of the greatest blessings on earth. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you. May he be gracious unto you. And may he bless you unto a thousand generations. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord grant you peace. And may he bless you unto a thousand generations. Somebody's receiving this. Somebody wants a, a new house and a new car and a, a, a new dog and a new cat. Somebody wants some money and some stuff. But I'm giving you something right now that is greater than money. It's bigger than stuff. It is the blessing of Abraham. It is the blessing of Isaac. It is the blessing of Jacob. According to the blood of Jesus Christ, he has engrafted us into the royal priesthood of heaven. And I release the blessing of Abraham. I release the blessing of Isaac. I release the blessing of Israel. And we bless Israel. He 
For many people say that the word of God must be fulfilled, but people don't understand that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty, mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds and Michael, the warring angels and the angels of God that obey his command. They excel in strength at the voice of his word. We release the word of God into the second and third heaven. We release the word of God into the second and third heaven. By the blood of Jesus, we empower the host of heaven to fight for the people of God. And we pray for Israel tonight. By the blood of Jesus, he surrendered. We send the word of God now, for the word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit. For the word of God is a discerner of the spirit and the intents of the heart. We release the word of God. He for you said in your word that I will bless those that bless you and I will curse those that curse you. May the borders of Jerusalem be blessed and the borders of Israel be blessed. Lengthen your states, lengthen your cords. In the name of Jesus, the heavens are shaking, but the glory of God is waiting to be revealed. We loose now the comforter and the third of the Trinity into divine action. For there is a fourth man that is in the fire and he, he is as the son of man. Lord be with Israel and fight for her tonight. He I wish somebody would begin to give God praise. For we have been given victory. May the angels of the Lord be released now with the measurements of God. And take it back. You can take it back tonight. By the blood of Jesus. We take it back. 
Satan, the Lord rebuke you. By the blood of Jesus, we plead the blood. Seka, we plead. Shanga, we plead. Hiso, we plead the blood. Hiso, terra, hika, use, kera, sheka. Hiso, kira, sheka. Hiso, kira, sheka. The blood of Jesus, endosha. The blood of Jesus, ikosha. The blood of Jesus, ekosha. The blood of Jesus, aya. Somebody begin to shout. Somebody begin to shout. Somebody begin to shout. He kando sheke. He sandekaya. He shando For the people of the God began to shout until the walls of Jericho came down. Soyandeha. He andosha. Lord God, let the walls, let the walls come down. Shekandiosa. Shekandiosa. For your glory. For your glory, he shake her. Herianda da Bahasa, Herianda da Bahasa, Herianda da Bahasa, Herianda Come on, somebody begin to pray. Something is happening in the spirit right now. Something is happening in the spirit right now. Something is happening in the spirit right now. The oil. The oil. The oil, the oil of the Lord is taking back what the enemy stole. Hey, somebody listening, you need recovery. And recovery is happening right now. I wish you would praise God like you believe the word of God. I hear the Lord say, I'm taking it back. I hear the Lord say, I'm taking it back. Somebody shout. Oh, yes. Hey, 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 hey. Somebody shout. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, 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 yes. Hey, yes. Oh, my goodness. The oil of the Lord. The Lord is walking. He's walking on the territory. Oil is flowing from the second and the third heaven now. And it's going and it's flowing on the territory. For it shall blossom like a rose, saith the Lord God. Wilderness shall spring forth out of the wilderness it shall spring forth out of the wilderness it shall spring forth hey oh hey 
hear, hear, hear the word, hear the word of the Lord. The Lord said it may look, it may look a little bit dark, but I hear the Lord say, get ready because the light of God is getting ready to shine. The Lord said he's taking it back. And they may tell you no. The Lord said you may go for something and they may tell you no. The doctor may tell you one thing. The lawyer may tell you one thing. But hear ye the word of the Lord. Whose report will you believe? I hear the Lord say, I have the final say. And he's going into action. Hear this, hear this, hear this. God brought them, God brought them to the banks of the Jordan. First, they went to the Red Sea. But then he brought them to the Jordan. He said And the word of the Lord says that the priests of God were to step their feet. They were to walk through the water. The place where the water was. And the Bible says that he was to move the water. The spirit of the Lord parted the waters. And the people were able to walk through on dry land. I hear the Lord say he's walking on your Jordan. Not many days from today, God is walking on your Jordan. The place that looked impossible, the place that looked hopeless. God said, I'm walking on your Jordan. I'm about to open a way. I'm about to make a way out of no way, saith the Spirit of the living God. For the Bible says that the priest of God were to walk through the Jordan and they represented the person of the Holy Spirit. I hear the Lord say, walk in faith. 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 For the just shall live. They shall live by faith. By faith you shall possess the land. Oh my goodness, not many days from today, the walls are coming down. Not many days from today, you're walking into uh, a new season, uh, saith the Lord. You're walking uh, out of what you're in right now. The Lord said you're coming out. You look to the left and you can't see a way out. You look to the right and you can't see a way out. Some of you are looking back and I hear the Lord say, don't look back. I hear the Lord say, press forward because if you keep walking, I'm going to part the waters. If you keep walking, I'm going to make a way for you, saith the Lord. If you keep walking, I'm moving the mountain out of your way. Somebody shout right now. Oh my goodness. I don't care if that's just for one person. I don't know who's listening tonight, but I don't care if that's just for one person. Somebody say, keep walking. Keep walking. 
Somebody say, keep walking. Somebody look down at your feet and say, keep walking. Keep walking. Don't stop. Don't quit. Don't give up. Don't give out. Don't look back. Keep walking. You better walk in faith. You better walk in the power, in the confidence, in the boldness, in the authority of the Holy Spirit. Because you're about to walk into greatness. You're about to walk into new territory. You're about to walk into a new place a new position there's a promotion for you if you keep walking there's a blessing coming for you if you keep walking there's a healing coming for you if you just keep walking oh my goodness somebody say keep walking some people are looking at the water and they're getting afraid they're looking at the water and they're saying Lord how am I going to get through this I hear the Lord say just keep walking just keep walking just keep walking you're about to come out oh my goodness just keep walking you're about to come out Oh my goodness, that's why it looks so dark. That's why it looks so dark because you're about to come out. That's why it looks so bad because you're about to come out. That's why it feels so alone because you're getting ready to come out. Don't give up, you're almost out. The Bible says, they wandered in the wilderness day after day they wandered in the wilderness night after night they wandered in the wilderness day after day week after week month after month but when it came time for them to finally come out it looked like they were between a rock and a hard place they didn't have anywhere to go they were standing looking at the water and the Lord said just keep walking I'm bringing you out. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Somebody has an addiction that's about to break off your life. I'm not just talking, I'm prophesying. Somebody has a stronghold that's about to break off your life. Somebody has a strong addiction that's about to break off your life. And you know that God's about to break it because God is calling it out specifically tonight. This is not for everybody, but it's for somebody. Somebody pray in the Holy Ghost. I said, this is not for everybody, but it's for somebody. Somebody pray in the Holy Spirit. There is a strong addiction on you. I'm going to talk to you like you're the only one in the room. I'm going to talk to you like you already know that God sees you. I'm going to talk to you like you know exactly what I'm talking about. A 
a strong addiction on you that doesn't want to break off your life. I hear the Lord say, this has already been broken, but it's come back. I hear the Lord say he's about to break it and this time it's not coming back. I hear the Lord say some of you don't even believe that it can be broken forever because you continue to go back to it. But I hear the Lord say you will not go back this time. Oh, how can I say that? Because this time saith the Lord. You will follow up with fasting and praying. This time you're coming out with a prescription. I hear the Lord say he already set you free. I see that the Lord has set you free. I see that these chains have already been broken. But I see you putting your chains back on. I see that this yoke has already been destroyed. But I see you picking up the yoke and putting it back on your neck. I see that God has already delivered you, but you keep going back. Lift your hands in the presence of the Lord. You need to call it out tonight. Some of you are sick and tired of the devil. Some of you are sick and tired of letting your flesh control you. Some of you are sick and tired of living in sin. Some of you are tired and you're ready to be free. Oh my goodness. You need to call it out. Come on. Lift your hands. Say, Lord. You see my addiction. I no longer claim this as my addiction. Today, it becomes my testimony. Say, I renounce this spirit that is not of God today. Say, Lord, I repent. I renounce this sin. I command that it come out in the name of Jesus. Thank you for deliverance. Deliver me, Lord. Set me free, Lord. Bring me out, Lord. Wash me in your blood. Cleanse me in your blood. Set me free forever and ever. And I will give your name the glory. Jesus, I'll give you the praise in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. If you have prayed that prayer with me. You will not go back. You will not turn back. You will not look back. You are in a time where you must fast and pray. You are in a time that you cannot afford 
not to fast and pray. Hear the word of the Lord. You are in a time where you must fast and pray. Hear the word of the Lord. This is not negotiable. This is not optional. This is not a suggestion. This is a supernatural prescription for your life, especially for the next four weeks. Going out of this year, going into the next year, looking into where God is taking you. You don't want to take this with you. It is important that the church, and I'm going to be teaching on this as the spirit leads very soon. It is important that the church fully furnish the house. The houses of God are too empty. Some of your houses are too empty. This is why the enemy has room in your life because your house is too empty. Have you ever been to a house that is big, but there's no furniture? All these rooms and all these crystal chandeliers and all these marble counters and all these beautiful, beautiful rooms, but there's no furniture. There's no place to sit. There's no place to rest. There's no place to eat. There's no place to relax, to have fun, to enjoy, to fellowship, to entertain. The whole place is empty. It's an empty house. We have too many empty houses. We have preachers who are preaching off of the anointing that is on them. Neglecting the anointing that is in them. And they preach from an empty place. There is no furniture. Nothing's there. And I'm not talking about tongues. We thank God for the gift of tongues. I'm talking about the presence of God. The Bible talks about fully furnishing the house. I'm about to pray over the prayer request and we're going to go. We're going to take communion as well. And we're going to go. But this is Holy Communion. We've done this every month throughout 2023. January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October. And here we are in November. We've got one more Holy Communion for this year. And then we'll be going into Holy Communion for 2024. And we're going to do that prayerfully New Year's Eve or New Year's Day. I'm excited about that. But listen. Houses that are empty are 
dangerous places to be. Because the, without furniture, there's no place for the Spirit of God to rest. There's no place for Him to lay His head. There's no place for the Spirit of God to stay and be welcome. You see, when you welcome people, you, you say, sit here, put your feet up, have a drink. Can I get you something? Sit down, stay a while, talk with me. Let's just talk. Let's just get to know each other. If you have no furniture, you have no place to welcome God. There are people that can preach and they can preach the house down. But in their spiritual house, they have no furniture. They are the place where God comes and visits, but he does not reside. He does not abide in them because they have not given him a place to stay. Are you hearing me? 2023 is coming to a close. And what God is saying that we must master before we exit this year and get ready to go into the new year, we must master a house filled so that the presence of God can dwell. We must master fellowship with God. 2024 is all about fellowshipping with the person of the Holy Spirit. Hear this. Hear this. There are people who can write the longest dissertation, most beautiful writing, but they lack communication skills. They can write a book, but they can't hold a conversation for two, for two minutes. That's what I'm talking about. People that know how to preach, but they don't know how to pray. People that know how to be used of God, but they don't know how to become a vessel of God. People that can sing, but don't know how to worship. People that know how to worship, but they don't worship because they don't spend time with God. Are you hearing me? 2024 is about mastering the presence of God. Mastery of the presence of God happens privately, not publicly. It is not what you do in front of people. It's what you do for God. When you spend time with God, he starts to bring in your furniture. I feel the Holy Ghost. 
He starts bringing in the chairs. He starts bringing in the sofas. He starts bringing in the blankets. And he starts bringing in the tables. And he starts bringing in all the stuff that you need so that you can sit and rest and enjoy and just talk and fellowship and just rest. God wants to come in and he wants to sit and he wants to talk and he wants to fellowship and he wants to commune with you. He does not want your day to be filled with scrolling on social media. He does not want your day to be filled with everybody else but him. He doesn't want your day to be filled with talking for him more than you talk to him. Preachers and prophets and evangelists and preachers. We've got to minister the word of God, but we've also got to minister to God. Did you hear what I just said? Preachers, we've got to minister the word of God, but it's more important that we minister to God. We've got to learn how to minister to God. There are preachers that have mastered how to minister to people, but they don't know the first thing about ministering to God. They don't know how to invoke his presence. They don't know how to get what they need from God. I'm learning this. Somebody say, I'm learning this. I'm, I'm honestly, I'm telling you from my heart. I'm telling you from my heart, I'm learning this. I've been preaching for November the 7th, which was yesterday. November the 7th was 2007, was my first. I had preached before that, though. I preached, I really started preaching when I was like 11 or 12. But November 7th, 2007 is when I first officially believed within myself that God called me to preach and I was preaching for the first time. I remember that day. The first message I ever preached was walk in faith. That was my first message I ever preached. Out of all this time, I've been walking with the Lord. And it's not that long, but it's, a, it's long, but it's not that long. You know, there are people who've been saved much longer preaching much longer and uh, out of all the time I've been walking with the Lord I can tell you I still have not mastered how to minister to God because ministering to God is about giving God what he needs are you hearing me I said, ministering to God is about giving God what he needs so that he can give you what you need. Ministering to God is about giving God what he needs so that he can give you what you need. Somebody, you need to put that on Facebook. You need to write that down. You need to never forget that. I didn't get that from anybody's book. I just heard the Lord say that. Ministering to God 
is about giving God what he needs so he can give you what you need. Because the ultimate thing about ministering to God is learning what God wants. Because sometimes he wants worship. And sometimes he wants praise. And sometimes he wants prayer. And sometimes he wants forgiveness. Sometimes God wants you to go and talk to that person and make it right before you come back talk to, talking to him. Sometimes God wants you to sow a seed and give an offering of money. Can I make it clear and plain? Sometimes God, God wants you to just give him an offering of your praise. Ministering to God is about knowing what God wants and giving God what he wants so that he can give you what you need. That's what ministering to God is about. When you do that, you bring in furniture. Your house is no longer empty. You now have a place that is suitable for the king to dwell and abide. I hope you heard that and I hope you received that. I know we're going over time, but that was so important that you hear and receive that. We're going to take Holy Communion. I want to pray over the prayer requests before we go too. So we have a little bit more to do. A little bit more to do. I'm not going to hold you all night long. We must learn the presence of God. I must learn the presence of God. I know how to preach. Thank the Lord. I don't preach for show in that way. Thank the Lord. Because there are people who really know how to preach. And they could preach to get people excited. I do my best not to do that. I could really, really do that and just tune up and preach. And, you know, I don't, I try my best not to do that. I try to just do what God wants me to do. But I'm learning the presence of God. I'm still learning his presence. To get what I need from him. Because I don't want to preach to you. And I myself be a castaway. I don't want to preach and minister to you. And you get saved. And you get on fire. And then God puts my fire out. Are you listening? God forbid. God forbid I preach to you. And I go to hell. God forbid. I prophesy to you. And lay hands on you. And pray. And cry till I'm blue in the face. And pray all night long. And pray hours and hours. And intercede and speak in tongues. And then I go to hell. Because I don't live right. Are you hearing me? This is why. Sometimes preachers got to shut it down. Sometimes the preacher got to shut it down. 
Sometimes the prayer altar has to be put on a pause because I've got to learn to minister to God for myself. That my soul is saved. My mind, my will, my emotions. My soul must be saved. I love to preach and I love to prophesy and love to pray. But I've got to have my soul saved. That's number one. And that's got to be number one for you. Some of you don't have that as number one. But you need to make that number one. Is your soul saved? Not do you have another engagement. But have are you still saved? After you get done preaching and praying and prophesying, are you saved? Are you on fire for God still? If the devil is, he will fool the very elect. The most anointed people, he can take them out. Put their fire. God said, I will put your candlestick out. You think you got a fire. I will put that fire out. If you don't submit to me. That should make everyone go about everything we do a little bit more carefully. Say, Lord. What must I do to be saved? I want to be saved. Amen. I don't know about you, but I want to live right for Jesus. Amen. So that's got to be number one. We had some prayer requests. I believe the Lord prayed for a lot during the time that we had prayer earlier. I didn't know the Lord was going to go in that direction during prayer. But I felt such a strong burden to pray for the nation tonight. Sometimes God takes us in that direction and it's been a while since we prayed for the nation. But I felt a burden to pray for the states. I also feel a burden to pray for Israel and Jerusalem. A burden to pray for the saints of God around the world. Father, we, we just lift them up around the world. Every believer around the world. Every believer around the world. The devil desires to have them and to sift them as wheat. But we pray a covering over them now. For your angels encamp round about those that believe. Cover them in the name of Jesus. Someone asked for prayer for healing. Lord, we lift up this, this woman of God. She prays for health tonight. We pray for healing in her body. We lift up every partner, every believer, every person listening tonight. Those dealing with afflictions, sicknesses, infirmities, diseases. Lord, you help our infirmities. You heal our diseases. Lord, they were delivered and there was not one feeble among them. We thank you that healing is the children's bread. It belongs to us and we receive it by the blood of Jesus Christ. And we believe that with your stripes, we are healed in the name of Jesus. We decree and declare healing 
over this woman of God, mind, body, soul, and spirit. Let healing take place in the name of Jesus. Somebody say, in Jesus' name. Healing in Jesus' name. Somebody is asking for prayer. A few people ask for prayer for not only for healing, but for strength in their bodies. We pray for strength. We loose the joy of the Lord. That is your strength. May, the, may God strengthen you. May he strengthen your body. May he strengthen you to fight, to war, a good war in the spirit. May he strengthen you to overcome every adversity. May he strengthen, strengthen you spiritually, emotionally, financially. We come against weariness. We bind tiredness. We rebuke infirmity and sickness and heaviness. We lift the burden by the authority of the Holy Spirit, the blood of Jesus. We thank you that we can cast our cares on you, Jesus. Help us. Help your people. Help your people. I'm telling you, there is no greater way to get out of, out of financial trouble than to sow a seed. I want to give you an option. I want to give you an, an opportunity to sow and give. You don't have to give, but if you would like to give, I want you to know that giving and sowing into the kingdom is the number one way to break poverty off your life. This is biblical. It is scriptural. It is factual. It is true. The devil is a liar. When you give and when you sow into the kingdom, God will give back to you. Every seed it comes forth and it springs forth and it yields after its kind. Lemon seeds produce lemon trees. Apple seeds produce apple trees. Seeds of money produce money miracles. Are you hearing me? When you sow a seed of money, even if it's a small amount of money, God will release money miracles to you. Now, what makes this a little bit more complicated for the church today is the fact that we have people who know about tithing who don't tithe. Now, I'm going to be preaching and teaching about this more. The reason why I've got to teach and preach about tithing more is because I keep encountering this curse. When I look in the spirit realm and I see in the spirit what's happening with people as a prophet, I keep seeing a lot of people who are not tithing. What I, I and I'm, I've been seeing this for at least I'm, I'm telling you honestly I've been seeing this for at least two or three years. God has especially been dealing with me about this for two or three years. So when I tell you that the Lord is leading me to begin to teach about it and talk about it more, 
I'm not just getting up and saying the first thing that comes to my mind. This is something that has been on my heart and in my spirit. I've been seeing it in the spirit as a prophet, especially for the last two or three years. Financial trouble that can be traced back to not tithing. Footholds in homes, marriages, finances that can be traced back to doors open by way of not tithing. Curses of poverty, curses of lack, curses of deficiencies of all kind traced back to not tithing. A lack of growth, spiritual growth, financial growth, doors that just seem like they won't open, all traced back to the curse of not tithing. I got to tell you the truth. Now, what you do with it is up to you. My responsibility is to tell you the truth. I am not going to have the blood on my hands because I didn't tell you the truth. So many curses. So many doors, so many things that are altered spiritually for any individual that is not tithing. It complicates everything in the spirit. You can be the most faithful person in the world, but you know to tithe and you don't do it and it frustrates everything in the spirit for you. The, 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 the range in which the curse affects you differs. Everybody's not the same. Every curse is not the same. Are you hearing me? Some people it does this, some people it does that. It's all according to the courts of heaven. The courts of heaven are much higher than the courts of the earth. The courts of heaven, think about this, think about this now, we're about to go. The courts of the earth are totally clogged up. Think about that. The courts of the earth are backed up. People want to sue everybody all the time. Our court system is so backed up. There are people waiting months and months, years and years to be seen in court. Are you listening to me? The courts of the earth are backed up. But let's talk about the courts of heaven. The courts of heaven are different than the courts of the earth. I don't believe that they are bound by time. I don't believe they are limited by resources that are man-made. But I do believe that many things go into play when it comes to what is allowed to happen. What, what happens here? What happens there? Blessings. What is released? What is not released? What is held up? What is not held up? Principalities, rulers of darkness, spiritual wickedness in high places. Can we do this? Can we do that? Doors are open. Court systems in heaven render different verdicts and the effect of tithe is present. The question is how much does the curse of not tithing affect a believer? How much? 
To what extent? Nobody knows that but God. But we have the Word. And the Word of God details to us what tithing does. So I will be teaching on it. I will be talking about it more because the effect of not tithing, it ranges from so many different areas in your life, from your health to your wealth to your relationships. It infiltrates every aspect of your life. It is so infiltrating that you should, I say, and I believe according to the word of God and I, and Dr. Belinda Scott was just preaching last night and she just confirmed this in the spirit because she said the exact same thing that the spirit was telling me. And you need to go listen to Dr. Belinda Scott at New Spirit Revival Center. But listen on Facebook, listen, she just said nobody should be getting a mic to preach anything who is not a tither. It is so important and it is so, it's like elementary. It's like elementary. People are trying to be in middle school, high school. They want another grade. Tithing is elementary, base level, low level stuff. It is the base level. You should not even be preaching if you're not tithing. Are you listening? Now, that's, that's just what I'm telling you. That's what I believe. Okay? Now, the Bible doesn't per se say a person should not preach if they don't tithe. Okay? So, I'm not saying that that's what the Bible says, even though I could argue, you know, and of course, people think what they want to think. I'm telling you what I believe after studying the scripture and not just studying the scripture... But my background in theology and going to school to study the Bible and all that, I can put that behind it too. But I'm telling you, based on my study of scripture, you shouldn't even get up and preach and prophesy in church or lay hands on anybody. Dr. Belinda Scott said this last night, and I could not believe just how much it was confirmation of what the Lord has already been telling me and talking to me about, about tithing. You should not be doing anything in church if you're not tithing. Why is that? Because what it does, the extent of the disobedience, the extent of the curse, it varies from person to person. You need to have the covering over you as you're preaching and ministering the gospel. You need a covering over you. And I'm not just talking about, I'm talking about a, a covering. You need somebody covering you. It, it's, it goes into so many areas of your life. Like I said, I don't have time to go into it tonight, but I'm going to be teaching about it. I'm going to be teaching about it. I want you, everyone that's listening tonight to sow a seed. I want you to get an offering, especially if you need a financial breakthrough. The Lord said he's going to begin to break financial curses because of acts of obedience. If, if the church can step into faith 
and step out of fear, we're going to see major breakthroughs and miracles happen in our lives. You got to step out of fear, step into faith. It's going to take an act of obedience. If you need a financial miracle, I want you to give in threes. Three is that divine number of agreement. Where two or three are gathered, he's in the midst. Some of you need to give a seed of $33 tonight. Some of you need to give a seed of 43, 53, 63, 73. If you need a financial breakthrough, if you need a financial miracle, if you need a financial turnaround, if you need debt cancellation, I want you to give in faith to the Lord. As I told you, every seed produces after its kind. Money seeds produce after their kind. God is going to send money breakthroughs. It's important that you tithe as well. And I'm not telling you to tithe to me. I'm telling you to tithe it to your church. If you're not tithing to your church, you need to start as soon as possible. You need to start this month. The next time you get paid, however you get paid, you need to give your tithe. 10% of your income belongs to God. Are you hearing me? It belongs to God. That goes first. That's the first thing I do when I get paid. That's the first thing I do. That's the first thing you need to do. 10% belongs to God. Are you listening? Some of you are, you're opening yourself up to some things because you know to do it and you're not doing it. Tithing is a covering over my life. I thank God for my, my mom, my dad, who are my covering. They're my leaders. I tithe to them. Let me tell you, it's a covering over my life. I don't know the extent of how much my tithing has covered my life. I'm telling you from my heart what I know. It has protected me. It has caused things to change and shift in my life. Things that could have happened have not happened. Blessings have been released in my life because of tithing and obedience to God. This is a biblical principle. It needs to be present in your life. Are you hearing me? We're about to go. We pray for financial breakthrough. Every person that sows a seed, you can sow by giving to Cash App, dollar sign Prophet Jonathan, dollar sign Prophet J-O-N-A-T-H-A-N. It's probably going to be a twice sown seed because I'm about to sow a seed. I need God to do some things in my life and I need to sow a seed. I need you to give tonight in Jesus name. Do it in faith. If you need a miracle, you need to give us give a seed. You need to sow a seed. You need to release your faith. You need to release your faith. You need to release your faith in Jesus name. Give to Cash App dollar sign profit J O N A T H A N sow a seed. Do it in faith. God's moving on your behalf. We're about to go. We're going to take Holy Communion before we go. Hallelujah. There's a woman of God who asked for prayer for 
for hindrances to be moved. Earlier during the prayer, uh, we prayed for strongholds to be broken. I believe God did something for you tonight. But I want to add this and say that you're on the verge of a turnaround in your life. We're here. We're here over time. I got to go. I'm actually over time. I need to. We need to be going tonight. But I'm taking some time just for you tonight. In the name of Jesus, I want you to know you need to turn around. You need a miracle and it's coming. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Your, your miracle is coming. I, I see your miracle coming. I see great warfare over your life. I want you to understand that the warfare that you are facing is because of the call of God on your life. I don't know if this young woman of God is, if, is listening still. But whether she's listening or not, we send this word out in the heavenlies, in the spirit realm. There is a great word. There's a great purpose for you and your life. There is a great anointing on your life. I don't know if you know that. That anointing must be cultivated. I see this every once in a while, not often, but every once in a while. There's a few of the partners who are like that. The partners of this ministry, there are a few partners of this ministry that have a great anointing on them. And that anointing has to be stirred and cultivated in order for it to come forth. They have connected with the anointing on this ministry and they listen consistently. It releases for them breakthrough, but it also is bringing them to their breaking out to where they can walk in the call and the anointing of God on their life. Let me offer this to you, woman of God. You need to be connected with a prophetic ministry. It doesn't mean you got to leave your church or anything. Maybe you need to leave your church. But what I'm telling you is you need to be connected with a prophetic ministry. I don't know if I've ever said this before, but it's one of the most profound and important things that I've ever said. Some of you have an anointing on your life that must be cultivated by way of a prophetic anointing. You need to be connected with a fiery prophetic ministry because what that fire is going to do is going to help to 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 uh, to stoke the flames of the anointing that is in your life. Some of you need to be listening to a ministry. It doesn't have to be here, but I, I suggest you listen here and become a partner of this ministry. You need to become a faithful listener of the prayer altar because for you, it's going to release an anointing on you. It's going to stir up the gift in you. God is trying to break you out. He's trying to break you out of what you're in, your old season, 
He's breaking you into a new anointing. You need to be connected with a prophetic anointing. You need another baptism of the Holy Spirit. God's about to baptize you again with fresh fire. That fire is for the calling of God that is on your life. Marvel not at what I tell you. You must be born again. There's a fire coming on you for the purpose of God. That's why the warfare on you is so great. The only way to break that type of warfare is fire. I know firsthand because the only way God breaks that type of warfare off me is fire. I grew up as a little boy. I was crying every night. Every night I couldn't sleep. I would watch my parents sleep, my brothers and sisters sleep. I would be up crying at night. Some of you don't know this. I would be up crying almost. I remember so many nights I cried because I was afraid. Because I had warfare against me. Because I had a prophetic anointing that I didn't know I had. Are you hearing me? That anointing has to be cultivated. It has to be put under fire. So that the fire can burn up what's not like God. Even in your vision. Even in your dreams. Hear, are you hearing me? A prophetic ministry. You need to be connected with a fiery prophetic ministry because it's going to burn a fire in you greater. It's going to help to pull forth the woman of God in you so that you can walk in your true anointing. We're going to have Partners Week probably in December, and I'm going to send out an invitation to every person that would like to be a partner of this ministry. You need to get connected with this ministry. Because the fire on this ministry is going to cause you to come forth in Jesus name. Somebody say in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Well, we're getting ready to go. Amen. We're getting ready to go. We're going to take communion. I want you to go ahead and get what you're going to take communion with. Some of you are going to get crackers and some of you may get a wafer or a cookie. And we're going to take communion. I appreciate your prayers for me. Uh, we had Mantle's conference and I wasn't expecting to be that spiritually um, drained. I, I wouldn't say drained like I didn't have anything left, but drained like I was tired, you know. And I wasn't expecting that because I haven't really had that in, in a while. And uh, so I knew that I needed to rest and take time to regroup and relax and let the Lord pour back into me and so I knew we couldn't do it for the first of November and then so much was happening I've some of you know I'm in school I've had assignments due I've been working and working and working and it's been a lot but God has been helping me um, and so and of course I'm still working as well teaching and so it's been a lot at one time so that's why I haven't been here because I know I've got to have a balance, you know. I can't do everything at the same time. I've got to slow one thing down, speed something else up, slow that down, speed that up. So I'm trying to balance all these things that I have to do. And so the prayer altar is still my top priority and calling. But I have to use wisdom. And I'm, you know, I know I was in school before. 
And when I was in school before, I had to slow down ministry. And oh boy, I did not like doing that. I did not like doing that. And I still don't like doing it. <laughs> I do not like doing that. I'm just, I'm just talking to you all real from my heart. I don't like slowing down ministry. I don't like stopping. I don't like it. Okay, so pray for me because I know that I have to slow down. I can't be in two places at one time. I can only be in one place at one time. So I have to prioritize, okay, what's important, what's most important, and let's get that done. So I've been doing a lot, and I thank you for your prayers. I appreciate your prayers. God has been helping me. Everything's been great. I've been so happy and doing so good. I just, I'm not, and so I don't want to, you know, paint the picture. I'm not, you know, happy at doing, I'm doing great. Everything's great. I just wish I could do the prayer altar more because I love this. I love this. This is what I'm called to do. And so that's why when I'm here, I'm on here so long because I just don't want it to stop. I love it. I love being here. I love praying with you all. But I know I can't be in two places at one time. You know, I have to, you know, during this, I feel like ever since I started school, um, you know, and I started school, okay, four years ago, almost five years ago now. Um, I've been like in a, like a horse in the stall. That's what I feel like. No matter how much God is using me, I feel like it's not the, you know, I'm not able to really do what I want to do. And uh, because I'm, I'm learning and I don't want to st ever stop learning, but, you know, I'm learning and listening and I'm sitting and I'm waiting. And um, so that's what school has been for me. Learn, sit and wait. And so as much as I want to be here and preach and prophesy, as much as I want to travel and preach and do all these things. First things first. Right now I'm sitting, I'm learning, I'm waiting until God is ready to release me to do all the other things I want to do. And I'm called to do. And so that's what school has been for me. And the prayer altar many times has to be paused. And I'm going to be doing that more because I'm in school and um, it is a lot. And I've got to put first things first. And the school and the schooling that I'm getting is for ministry. Uh, the schooling that I'm getting is for ministry. It is for my calling, another part of my purpose in life. So it's very important. It's not a waste of time whatsoever. I'm not in school wasting my time whatsoever. This is going to, some people, you know, hey, everybody's different, you know. They have their degrees for this and for that, um, you know. But this degree and what God is calling me to do is for ministry. And it may not be a ministry degree, but it is for ministry. And uh, it is pivotal to my calling and purpose in life. So I take it very seriously and I appreciate your prayers. And so I will be uh, slowing down the prayer altar more. We'll be here once a week. Um, as often as we're able to, we will be continuing the series on the book of Revelation. Just know I want to be here every day. <laughs> and right now I'm not able to be here every single day or every other day. I have to be here more like every every week or every other week. And that's okay. That's okay. Thank you all for waiting. Thank you for being patient. 
and knowing that this is what I'm called to do, what I love to do. I want to be here praying with you all. And I thank you for praying with me. It is an honor. It is an honor. It truly is. Thank you for allowing me to do this, to pray for you, pray with you. I appreciate your prayers for me. I love you all. We're getting ready to go. Let's uh, let's take communion now. The Bible says. Jesus. He took up the bread. And after he break it. That he gave it to his disciples. And he said, take and eat. For this is my body, which is broken for you. Do this as often as you can in remembrance of me. Let us take and eat now and recognize the body of our Lord. And after he ate, he took the cup and after he had supped, he gave it his, to his disciples. And he said, take and drink, for this is my blood, the blood of the New Testament. Drink this as often as you can in remembrance of me. Let us drink it now. When we drink of that cup, and eat of that bread, we do show the Lord's death until he come. And now we just honor him, we worship him, and we thank him for his blood that was shed for us. We thank him for giving his life for us so that we could live. Thank you, Jesus. We worship you and we give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Well, I can't believe that the next time we take communion will be in December. Can you believe that? This year is almost over. We're almost to our end of the year prophetic address that we do every year. And so I'm excited for the prophetic address. It will be New Year's Eve night. Um, I can't wait to release the word of the Lord to you. Um, Pray for me as I pray for you. We will be back very soon. Uh, Lord willing, next time we're back, we will be continuing the Revelation series because it's been a while since we've uh, been in the series. So we're going to kind of pick up where we left off in the Revelation series, teaching on the book of Revelation. It's going to bless you. Thank you all for joining me tonight. I love you all with the love of Jesus. We'll be back very soon. If you would like to give, you can give now by going to our cash app, dollar sign Prophet Jonathan. Or going to our PayPal, paypal.me forward slash Prophet Jonathan. Or going to our website, impartjesus.com. That's impartjesus.com. I love you all and I'll see you soon. Have a blessed night. Amen. Bye-bye. The series on the book of Revelation continues live on the prayer altar all year long. If you ever miss an episode, listen on demand on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and much more. Stay connected at InPartJesus.com. The Revelation series will bless your life and change your life. Stay connected at InPartJesus.com. The prayer altar is all new.
The Prayer Altar is proud to celebrate 11 years interceding for the nations of the world. The Prayer Altar is paid for by the friends and partners of Jonathan Dorn Ministries and InPartJesus.com.